What would you do if everyone said they heard your trailer a hundred times? You'd probably make a new one. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, The Ringer's first ever true crime pod. We've been hunting a con man for a few weeks now, and our hunt is coming to an end. Schemes, heartbreak, how to put on a wire. We've covered all this and more, but there are still a few surprises left. Binge The Wedding Scammer wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football show. My name is Dana Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. And today it is Power Hour. Every week we are power ranking something on Wednesdays during the season. And you know what? It's Thanksgiving time. It's a time for gratitude, for perspective, and most of all, for giving thanks. And you know what? You got enough of that this week. That's why today we're power ranking the players we are not thankful for. Thank you for nothing, right, DK? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the spirit of the holiday. Just bitching and moaning and complaining and all that um but yeah this Look, is gonna people be fun. don't bond over things they love all right no people bond over things they hate <laughs> just too much gratitude it's in the american society. way yeah when i look at the internet i'm like everyone's just like you know everyone's too happy on here everyone's just giving too much gratitude you know that's like the vibe right yeah that's the problem with twitter everyone's too happy yeah so we also just- it's not it's not just people that we're going to be not thankful for it's concepts ideas things <laughs> Anything that bugs us is fair game in this episode. <laughs> Just like a little pre-Festivus airing of grievances, if you will. So we're going to roll through this. We're going to do a Power Hour style. If you're not familiar with Power Hour, it's very simple. After every two minutes, you're going to hear this sound. I am thankful for Tom Tom Club. Yes. <laughs> we are thankful for Tom Tom. And we are thankful that we were able to get uh, other rights-free music that we could replace Tom Tom with on Fandle TV if you're listening because that's not what we're hearing. But Tom Tom's a great song. Nothing following is great. Craig is power ranked at all. DK and I sent our uh, grievances, hatreds to Craig. <laughs> Craig is then power ranked our various hatreds. So then Craig, you can just lead us off here. Okay, so things we are not thankful for. I, I We have to start here. Matt Canada has been fired from the, as the play caller of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ding dong. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, I guess this is something I am thankful for. He was going to leave the show regardless. <laughs> Even if he didn't get fired, he would have left the show because we were all we're all not thankful for him. Right. I, I loved on Twitter that the the trending line was Matt Canada, and then below it, it said trending with Happy Thanksgiving Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So everyone's thrilled. It's funny that we were just talking about this. I was just saying how um, 
stubborn the Steelers front office is and how they don't fire anybody. And today, Adam Schefter tweeted, when the Steelers fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada today, it marked the first time that they have made an in-season coaching change since 1941. <laughs> Was that a coaching uh, change or did the coach just go to war? Uh, he actually fired himself, Burt Bell. Oh. So Burt Bell. Um, wow. But look, man, we could we could go through everything. They've been out game for 10 straight games. Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator. He's called 45 games for the Steelers. They've never had 400 yards of offense. The Jets have had 400 yards this year, not the Steelers. Like you, yeah, you can stumble into a 400-yard game. Just, you know, like garbage <laughs> time, accident. anything. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Pickett has basically had the worst, 20 year, the worst start in 20 years at quarterback. 13 touchdowns in 22 games. Every quarterback that has a worse QBR than him has been benched, except Bryce Young, who was the number one overall pick in the draft. So how do you guys feel? I feel great. <laughs> I was going to ask you how you feel if the next, what we're, this moment in time was replayed 10,000 times going forward. How many mm -hmm. times do you feel like Kenny Pickett actually was terrible the whole time versus is Kenny Pickett going to be better now? I think Kenny Pickett will be better, but I think there is a 85% chance that Kenny Pickett is still not good and will not be the long-term answer for the Steelers. We actually... Ooh. Incredible song. We got an email from Jonathan from Australia. John. John. Who, who asked, why, is, why do we not call Kenny Pickett Kenny Ickett? <laughs> oh. Well, we might. Now that Matt Canada's gone, it's all on Kenny. So we what might are you going to be, be looking for, Craig, Ickett. here? What, what's the key to unlocking this offense? Motion? Throwing the ball past the first down marker is what Throwing I'm Throwing it in the for. middle of the field, yeah. perhaps? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, any type of creativity, not throwing uh, dump-offs to your running back in front of three defenders. <laughs> and really any semblance of creativity. Uh, not running it on first and second down for one yard each and then a third and eight play that doesn't get to the sticks because Kenny Pickett was scrambling and threw it out of bounds. Craig is referencing a hilarious play from last week's game against the Browns where uh, literally, so it was a screen pass. Sort yeah, of. I shouldn't say dump off. This was the designed first read. It was a screen pass except for none of the receivers that were in front of the running back actually blocked. So it didn't make any sense. There's no, it did, I don't understand what the plan was here. And this is something that Dan Orlowski broke down on Twitter, but it was just like <laughs> all the receivers run ran downfield and then they pass it to the running back and then three Browns players tackled. You know how we back. were talking about how our favorite Madden play growing up was like you send the Hail Mary and then you dump it off to the quarterback or the running back. They tried that, but they did it too quickly. Like they just ran that <laughs> and let yeah. the play develop for one second instead of five. And so all the cornerbacks were still just like 10 yards away from Jalen Warren and were immediately <laughs> swarming him. Good stuff. So anyway, I told my parents to cancel all my Christmas gifts this year because I, I don't need anything else now. So... <laughs> So but to be clear with the the theme of the show, you were not thankful for Matt Canada. So in whatever, ipso facto, he now is fired. So now you're thankful. Yeah. So I, I guess this kind of like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't agree with what the show's spirit is, but it, I, we had to talk about it. So let's go to the second thing. Kai, fire up the clock here. DK. Yeah. You have backup quarterbacks not named James, Josh Dobbs. James Dobbs. Yes. James. Joshua Dobbs escapes uh, this category because he's been awesome. But like a list of the quarterbacks who weren't supposed to be playing this year, but actually did play. I'm not thankful for any of these. Zach Wilson, Tyson Bajan, oh. Aiden O'Connell, Will Levis. I, I kind of like Will Levis, actually. Yeah. PJ Walker, Tyrod Taylor, Tommy oh, DeVito. Tyrod, come on. <laughs> I just Tyrod don't want to see Tyrod playing. Gardner Minshew, he's fine. Oh. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Taylor Heineke, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. I actually like Jameis Winston. 
So we're going to take him off this. Brian Hoyer. I don't even remember what team Brian Hoyer started for. <laughs> Brett Rippin. <laughs> Do you guys remember who Brett Rippin played for? I can't, I can't like honestly. I the, blocked the, that Rams, the Rams, right? Yeah, I don't know. Sure, he was. We were a one Brett Rippin injury away from getting Dresser win off the Edmonton Elks <laughs> oh, practice yes. squad for the LA Rams. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Clayton Toon, Jaron Hall, Tim Boyle coming up. Jake Browning. What this season has just been a nightmare for quarterback play, um, and it's because of a lot of injuries, but also just. None of these guys are good. You know what's funny too, as I look at this list, is now like I feel like Carson Wentz behind Matt Stafford is in the future. This list, which how about yes. it's Carson Wentz that all these guys have been playing ahead of Carson Wentz? And it's it goes back to sort of like the bit that Craig has has talked about. It's like why can't the NFL just find a competent backup? <laughs> Where are all the competent backups? Where have they all gone? Where have all the Cowboys gone? You know what it is. It's all these NFL owners or whoever managing the cap, the gyms, like they're so cheap, like they won't just pay yeah. for a quality backup. And it's kind of like they're buying this flight. And then at the end, they're like, hey, would you like to pay like $18 to insure your flight? And you're like, no, <laughs> like that's not going to happen to me, except like if it was like an NFL and you're going to get 10 times a game. You're like, yeah, get the insurance. It's 18 bucks. Who cares? Like you're not you can't go on this vacation without it. Flights get canceled all the time. I have never once purchased insurance for my rental car. And I haven't had an issue yet. And maybe that's how GMs think, you know? Maybe they're like, look, yeah. what are the odds? What happened to me? It's kind of like that, but it's, it was if you weren't getting insurance for like bumper cars. Yeah, right. Yeah, you weren't getting insurance for like your race car. Yeah, exactly. No, we're not getting sure the F1 yeah, vehicle, which you're like, what could possibly happen to this thing? Uh, all right, next up here, things we're not thankful for. Hype, but you have here every New York sports team except the MSG ones. Yeah, God damn it, dude. I, it's You know what? All I'll say is the state of New York sports right now. Every team in New York that is not owned by James Dolan is a disaster. That's where we're at. It's if James Dolan <laughs> is not touching the New York sports team. It's like James Dolan's got the Knicks and the Rangers do, doing great. He's got the severe in, in Vegas and everything else is like the Yankees missed the playoffs, even though they spent a gajillion dollars. The Mets spent the most money in baseball history, didn't even make the playoffs by so much that they could sell at the trade deadline. And then they had Scherzer and DeGrom go to the Texas Rangers to win the World Series. You get the Jets and Giants who as of like, Halfway through the season had like eight touchdown passes combined or something ludicrous. Like as DK said, like the defining aspect of the Giants and Jets for like the entirety of pandemic onward has been that they cannot score touchdowns, which is the explicit <laughs> stated goal of football. Right. I, I, the Giants are starting AJ Soprano at quarterback and like he's playing them out of the first pick and he's better than Zach Wilson, who the Jets took second, which is what the Giants want anyways to pick the second pick. This whole thing is just a freaking mess. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Get these New York teams out of my face. I'm sick of them. I don't want to watch them. They're the worst teams in the NFL. The least entertaining teams in the NFL. It's crazy. It is odd like how bad New York sports has been for like a decade now. It, it, it feels very unnatural. Growing up, the Yankees were awesome. And I guess the Knicks have always been bad. But it, it is weird that pretty much every team in New York has been terrible for quite some time. The Jets have been terrible since like the 1960s. What is ha what's the deal? What's the deal with this team? I don't get it. I mean, I feel I have so many Jets fans friends and they've all just sort of have this weird resignation that it's never going to be good. It, 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 Can I give you a real take? I think that there's been a huge decline in religion in New York City in part because of the Jets. <laughs> you think? I think a lot people of believe in God out there less. now. Yes. Should do a study about that. Yeah. Godless New York. Church memberships are below 50% for the first time in American history. And I, I feel like it hasn't been studied enough how much that's related to like the quarterback. It's ever since Eli Jets. Manning retired, people stopped going to church. <laughs> Next up here, this is this is mine. 
I'm not thankful for everyone responsible for ruining passing. (laughs) (laughs) Passing is ruined. You know, this year in the NFL, the average completed pass is 10.8 yards. DK, Mm. when do you think the last time it was lower than that? Probably mid-aughts. The answer is never. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 1932 is when this was first recorded. You tricked me. It's never been lower. 90 plus years. Wow. Uh, The average That makes sense because they they never used to throw. And when they did, it was always for like a bomb. And now it's the opposite. It's they never throw bombs. Now it's just like an extension of the running game. Exactly. So it's been like, it's been in secular decline. It's kind of been gradually going down over time. But that, like the trend in which passing is going mixed with the shitty young quarterbacks, mixed with the the really inflated sack rate, the the sack percentage is the highest it's been since 1998. So you have that, you you have the highest sack percentage in 25 years mixed with the lowest average completed pass in 90 years. And this is what we're all watching for three out of our four days on Thanksgiving break. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know football's on. It's on every day. It's on the TV. Is this a trend day. or is is this a weird confluence of like we have all these rules to protect quarterbacks, which have somehow backfired and created like as much quarterback injuries and inexperiences ever? And I feel like the offensive line play is being mismatched against great defensive play, but mm-hmm. and then also the quarterbacks are bad. Is that like an actual trend? Like we don't have enough quarterbacks still somehow, or is this just a weird anomaly? I think I think it's a little bit of both. Um, our buddy Derek Thompson who hosts Plain English, great podcast. Uh, he was talking about how this is sort of like the Moneyball version of for football, where it's like, find a guy who can get on base. NFL teams are just hitting singles with these like little dump-off passes. They're more efficient. We see pass, uh, completion percentages like at an all-time high. Um, but at the end of the day, we're Americans. We want to see home runs. We don't want to see singles. We don't want to see guys get Cut on base. Cut to the chase already, offense. Come you on. You know what the irony is with Moneyball? Moneyball created a world that ruined baseball and they had to completely upside down change the entire <laughs> rules of the sport because they had created the complete wrong incentives. Also, the A's never even won the freaking World Series. So whatever. Well, that's because well, he told even everyone made the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they made the playoffs once. They had like two we missed good the years. Le- we missed the lesson of Moneyball. It was a good <laughs> movie, but everybody like got the wrong... They, they learned the wrong lessons. Well, this so this parlays <laughs> into the next uh, thing we're not thankful for, which is why I had it next here. DK, you have the sad... Evolution, but with a D, devolution, which mm. is not a word. Is it? I looked it up. I think it is a word. Devolution is a word. Either. If you like think it's a word, this is my thing with words. It's if I say funner, you know that that means more fun. But if you say devolution, we're like, is that a word? It's like, well, if people don't yeah, but, know what it means, is it a word? People say funner. I don't know if anyone says devolution or devolution. <laughs> I think it makes sense. <laughs> it's just fair. devolve, right? If we devolve is a word, why I think can't it makes sense to read, but not to say. Have we used half the clock on this? It's not fair that Kai already started the clock. Um, but yes, Keep I said devolution of NFL offenses. I did look this up because I wasn't sure. But anyways, um, <laughs> this has been alluded to earlier in this pod, but basically to. Oh, um, scoring is not only down. So scoring is at a low since 2017. So basically this is the offense has taken a huge step back. We've, we've talked about this. The reasons why it's like quarterbacks. Um, like shorter passes, all that. Not only is uh, scoring overall down, but field goals are at an all-time high. Field goals are, th- this is the golden age. Heifetz is probably loving this. Field goals are at an all-time high. There's um, How teams dare you? more field goals. Heifetz loves field goals. Touchdowns per game at a low since 2006. So it's like since the mid-aughts, we haven't seen this few of touchdowns in games. The, the iconic signature play of the sport. 
is like disappearing. We're, we're witnessing the slow death of the touchdown. I hate this. I'm not thankful for it. I don't want field goals. I don't like if the if scoring was down slightly, but touchdowns were like stagnant, that'd be fine. But touchdowns are going in the wrong direction. We need to get more football. We need to get so you're more saying that offense just, back. Just Jason Garrett is like running every offense in the NFL now. Just no more kicking. We did. No well, more and, and we're doing everything we can to coddle offenses and make offense easier, and it's not working. Great song. Great song. I take exception to like, oh, David's loads of field goals. I'm like, two things. I just like kickers in fantasy football because you know what? The, the reason people don't like kickers is like, oh, it's random. It's like, you can't predict it. It's like, so is life. If you could perfectly predict the season, then like, you know what? That's not good. Like, we need kickers. They're on the field. It's crazy. The NFL games are decided by these guys, but like, then fantasy can be too. The one thing I'll say is the kickers are, field goals are also, because the, they're doing harder kicks. The kickers are getting better. They're the, the kid, ones who are doing yeah. stuff from further away. The quarterbacks are the cowards who are just taking six-yard completions all the time. It's like influence, it's it's influencing the game in a negative way because you got these guys that can hit 60-yarders. So now we have far less aggressive coaches. But isn't that better than can, a punt? No, no I want people to go more for aggressive. It. I want coaches people to are, I want teams to go for it. I want no teams to try and score touchdowns. Dude, coaches are more aggressive than ever. We got coaches going for a fourth and two, fourth and three at midfield. And like people don't even blink an eye anymore when they do that. Well, I guess that's true, but I, I would say the crutch here is that you got kickers who can hit 50, 60 yarders like really regularly. Uh I just want them to go for it more. Score touchdowns. That's all. I wrote a column last night. I, it, it, well, it, you're, you're hearing this on Wednesday or whatever. I wrote this on Monday night. Eagles Chiefs played Monday Night Football. And we've talked so much about the Chiefs not being able to hit explosives for like, oh, the defense has changed. Dude, the receivers are bad. That's the other. Like, we just can't blame the quarterback. <laughs> Marquez Valdez. Just on thing, that team, though. Bless yeah. his heart. Just did a 360 degree spin on a, on a downfield pass to try to get it. I'm like, high schoolers don't do that. You look back, you change your nervous shoulder, don't break stride. And I know it was raining. He dropped that pass to end the game and like he should have had it. And then Justin Watson, who I, I love Justin Watson, had do the you? ball in his hands on the fourth. And, uh, Jackie's mom taught Justin Watson in school. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Didn't okay. teach him how to catch passes, I guess. <laughs> oh! hey yo. Wow. Right through his hands, fourth and long. <laughs> Eleven targets for Justin Watson in the most important game of the year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh well, you know what? Justin's great. He's a good guy. Sure. Bless his heart. He's a fourth string receiver. He should. They're all being. That's. I'm just saying. Sometimes it's the receivers. That's all. All right. Next. Next up. I'm surprised it took us this long. You guys both submitted this, so you guys can tag team it. Uh, you're not thankful for Arthur Smith, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious. Arthur Smith, comma, obviously. I don't feel like I need to explain this one very much. Hi, Fitz, what do you think? Uh, well, he's head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. I, I, I will say this, and I mean this as a compliment to DK. I think Arthur Smith is the exact opposite of Danny Kelly in every way that matters. <laughs> okay. Danny Kelly's like really kind, thoughtful. I would say what I love about DK is DK doesn't uh, look down on everyone. I will admit <laughs> that Arthur Smith does have an incredible ability to talk down to anyone at all times, which yeah. I admit is different now that he's not winning games. You can kind of get away with it when you're winning. You're going to win the NFC South. And now that the Falcons are really trending down, you know what? It's the anchor. It's the, the stepbrothers like, wow, the tuxedos, you know, they seem kind of weird now. It's the Arthur Smith just drafting Kyle Pitts. And I understand he, like the Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts, not using him. And then we just blindly thought that the Falcons would use Bijan Robinson normally. And then now they're just not. It's like, yeah, it's a little weird to take a running back in the top 10 and then just not make him your goal line back for like the first half of the season. I just I, I keep imagining what it would be like for Arthur Smith to go to your Thanksgiving dinner. And like, <laughs> I imagine it's like he his job is to cook the turkey and he burns the shit out of it. 
and everyone's like, "Hey, man, like, it, it, why would you, why would you say you could cook the turkey if if you didn't know how to actually cook a turkey?" And I just imagine him being like, "Look, are we really going to talk about that right now? Like, th there's political unrest all over the world. <laughs> we, we just got out of a pandemic, and we're really worried about the burnt turkey." Sure, you got some opinions on that, huh? You want to talk, you you talk, talk about, about what's change? going on around the world? We can talk about climate change if you want to talk about climate change. Yeah. You know, bees are dying at an alarming rate. You want to talk about B. John Robinson at the goal line? You want to talk about my burnt turkey, my dry turkey? You guys want to know what it just really bugs me about it, though, is honestly, he deflects by saying, he, he deflects by basically denigrating fantasy football. Like, oh, these fantasy football people don't know what they're talking about. What we're, we what we're suggesting is the most basic logic imaginable. Use your really talented players in critical situations. That's all. Well, we're no, asking. honestly, what's real is I, I will say I think that at first I was kind of like there's something to the idea that if you took like Kyle Pitts and he's not as good as you think, there is something to the merit of like not playing him automatically because you did it. Like just you know, it's, don't just play that he should earn the spot. I will say I do right. think there's something to the fact that Arthur Smith, being a billionaire of the FedEx founder, and then getting a start at the Washington commanders where it was FedEx field and that beginning of his career. I do think there's something where deep down, he doesn't want to hand anything to anyone just because they were first round pick. However, what's weird is if you're, if you were going to play Tyler Algier at running back who just had the most rushing yards for a rookie in Falcons history, just take Jalen Carter and make him the defensive tackle on your team. That's the problem. It's like, just put Jalen Carter and have Tyler Algier. If you weren't going to play Bijan Robinson. And that's the, like, that's like, how is the head coach not talking to the GM and the ownership? Like that's the part of this. That's bizarre. Also, Arthur Smith, billionaire, works for Art, Arthur Blank, who's another billionaire named Arthur. So it's like with a mustache. If we're using Craig's cooking metaphor here, it's like giving Arthur Smith all these incredible, fresh, like farm to table ingredients. Then he just like whips out some freaking chicken nuggets or something and, and thinks he's going to like, you know, chop, you, you know, show chopped like he's going to do something with that. It's like, dude, just use the really good ingredients that this front office is getting you. In your it's like office. the opposite of chopped. <laughs> yeah, they 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 should make a game show where they give you really high end ingredients and you have to make the worst meal possible. <laughs> I was looking at the Falcons like in DVOA, they're like 28, 27 and 26 or something like that in offense, defense and special teams. It's like things aren't getting better, man. This isn't working like your your attempt at making some good meal out of bad ingredients or whatever like you're trying to do is not working. Maybe you should just use the good ingredients. Is the shop? He's like, I brought my own stuff from home. It's like I actually don't need any of the stuff you guys got me. Right? I actually got a I got a Campbell's tomato soup in the car. I'm gonna go grab that. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like Available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Give thanks because FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thanksgiving. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on any of the Thanksgiving Day NFL games, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Same-game parlays. Christian Watson is like the fifth receiver for the Packers. I would do unders on Christian Watson with catches and receiving yards overs with Jaden Reed and overs with Jordan Love because I think the Lions are going to be winning and they're going to have to pass the catch up. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. So visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy and fill up your plate with parlays and player props all Thanksgiving long. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions supply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Next up here, this is mine. I'm not thankful for the theory of positive regression, especially mm. this year. This it's been a big year for uh, just hold on, it, it'll happen. We've been we, it's, it's been a lot of like no no he, he's going to come around. It's a statistical likelihood that that he's going to play better soon. And I thought of that. It's like the Happy Gilmore quote: "Everybody's coming around. Like everyone's going to come around." He's like, "Why not?" not? Doug, you know who's not? Tony Pollard's not. Doug, Jalen Waddle, Chris Godwin. Evan Ingram has the most targets without a touchdown this year. He's got 73 targets and no touchdowns. He's the Deontay Johnson of this year. This has been this this season has tested my patience. I think more than any season in fantasy history. I have, and it's honestly probably because I just happened to draft Jalen Waddle, Tony Pollard, Chris Godwin, Evan Ingram, and DK Metcalf, and all of these guys. I've just been getting told over and over, no, no, the expected fantasy points suggest things are going to get better, and they fucking don't. Pardon my French. <laughs> I feel like you he's know, talking directly to us, Heifetz. We've been telling him things are going to get better. Dude, you know, it's getting kind of hard to believe. <laughs> oh, man. It reminds me in like the middle of the pandemic when like crypto was exploding. And you're like, no, you shouldn't do this. Like you should put the money in like, you know, your regular S&P 500. And it, I remember it's like a very, very smart person told me, look, I know it must be hard while the dumbest people you know are making millions of dollars. <laughs> Yes. It's like your friends, you just like, you know what I mean? You just have like freaking like what a chan or just like starting like Gus Edwards and most of these running backs that got outside the top 140 are just like undefeated in your league. And you're like, well, I have Tony Pollard and Jalen Waddle. So like, you know, <laughs> that's supposed to, I was supposed to be rich. This is like, reminds me of one of my leagues. Uh, I drafted like Cooper cup, uh, Jameer Gibbs, like a bunch of like players that I thought were going to be amazing the entire season. And I've been waiting around for them to finally like do something. And the trade deadline came and went, and I was just too stubborn to trade anybody because I'm like, damn it, I'm going to keep these guys on my team even if I end up, you know, 4-12 and 12 or whatever it is. I'm four Irish. And- <laughs> I'll live with this forever. <laughs> I'm like, these guys are going to produce for my team whether they like it or not. I'm waiting around I- forever for them to finally hands. I'm going to hold on to Evan Ingram so in week 16 when he scores a touchdown, I'll feel vindicated, but I won't I make the want, playoffs. You know what? I'm not going to be in last place. I'm going to be in eighth place, and I'm going to like it, all right? Hasn't <laughs> 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 it pissed you off? I feel like this has been such a big year for positive regression, but it hasn't happened. happening. You just got to be patient, Craig. Next year, we're going to talk about how positive regression is due for positive regression. Yeah, we are. We're going to be like season over season. Look, if you have a look, DK Metcalf had a bad season. Imagine how good his next season's going to be. <laughs> Dude, you know what I Even think about more all the time? Positive. I think about all the time how we use all these like, you know, you want a, a mix of eye tests and also this like big underlying math and all this stuff to like project these season long you know, intricacies. But in reality, sometimes stuff happens like in the Super Bowl. It's like Oh, yeah. Kadarius Tony just lined up wrong, so he threw it to Sky. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not the Super Bowl. It's like uh, stuff, weird stuff happens. Also, Kadarius Tony, man, just only shows up against the Eagles. I love it. <laughs> Dude, the best. He's had four good games in his career and two are against the Eagles this year. He looked good last night. Dude, especially when he hadn't returned a punt all year since the Super Bowl. And the first one he gets, he almost takes to the house too. Speaking of positive regression and like waiting for the good thing to happen, it's like the the Chiefs are legitimate. I think Andy Reid even came out and said he's like, yeah, we're just kind of trying to keep him healthy for the end of the year so they just basically don't play him. <laughs> it's so, the opposite Jared of McKinnon. Kyle Shanahan. It's the opposite yeah. of what they do with Kyle Shanahan. Right. If, if, right. if Kadarius Tony was on the Niners, he'd be hurt week two. Wow, yeah. Craig, you're so right. Andy Reid has the exact opposite philosophy because he did that with Jerick McKinnon, but I think what's funny is that Kadarius Tony's like eight years younger than McKinnon has had four fewer surgeries on his knee, but they treat him the same way. But I, I, I think this makes total sense. Andy Reid's like, look, we're probably going to be, you know, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, whatever, or, you know, yeah. 12 and 5, 11 and how many games we play now in the NFL? <laughs> 11 and 6. Too many. <laughs> like, we don't need Kadarius until like yeah. week 13. Yeah. You know why? This is my thing. Like, in all seriousness, I think that's why the Niners lose and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl is Andy Reid has failed and he's old. And like the reason I picked the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I do think the, co- the coaches on the Chiefs are just so much older. Like Steve Spagnuolo and Andy Reid have been coaching since the Eagles coaches were born. And like Kyle Shanahan just has like a little tinge of the, I'm never going to die from when you're 24. I Andy actually Reed. think that's a great call. There's the wisdom of coaches is important. Yeah. I just, Andy Reid goes for a fourth down. Cause he's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to die, whatever, what I got to lose. And Kyle Shanahan's still kind of afraid of it. Kyle Shanahan, afraid of death. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Hi Vitz. You have here. You're not thankful for the current state of instant replay. This is your hobby horse. You love talking about yeah, this. He Dude, I think, this. Is two minutes enough time? So the way you guys said that, does are you guys not mad with how instant replay is going right now? No, I, I think I they agree. made it better it with the expedited. The expedited makes it better. I'm just mad with like, you know why? I, here's what I'm actually mad at. Technology's not going to make you happy. Like, that's the thing. It's like, we're not going to reach a level where you're, there's no line we're going to draw where you're perfectly happy with the outcome of a game based on instant replay. And we need these rules. And I feel like we're slowly adopting some of the worst of it at all times. And like, you know, my clear and obvious, it's like clear and obvious means three. If you have to watch the same replay four times, it's not clear and obvious. But last night, I know it's Wednesday, but the Chiefs Eagles game, when Jalen Hurts throws the pick to, I think it was LeJarrius Sneed, might have been someone else. And then A.J. Brown strip sacks him. Yeah. Not strip sack, he Incredible him. play. A.J. Brown literally got so open that Jalen Hurts threw the pick. And then A.J. Brown was like, God damn it. And then like goes, gets the ball back. And then they're like, well, upon review, his calf for like a quarter of a second <laughs> glanced at the other guy's leg. So he's down. I'm like, that's not why we have replay. No one saw that. It's also, yeah, it's like against the spirit. It's not, that's not a tackle. That's not, he's not down. Because of that. You know what bothered me? I've never thought about this till last night, but it was like when they showed the replay, it was clear. But that wasn't obvious at all. Like we had to look for it. No one was thinking it. And all I'm saying is like clear and obvious is a bit much, you know? And sometimes the video is obvious and clear, but sometimes the vibes are clear and obvious. And it's like our replay system needs vibes. The awareness of AJ Brown, because when LeJarrius Sneed picked off that pass, AJ Brown purposely tried to like take a step back, knowing that Legarius Sneed would stand up, yeah, and yeah. then AJ Brown like pursued like him and yeah. stripped the football. It was one of the most like aware plays yes. I've ever seen from a receiver after an interception. It was literally the perfect mix of brain and brawn. Oh, it was amazing. Also, it's like Heifetz. Uh, we, we were talking about this the other day. I can't even remember the exact example of what it was, but a guy dove. I think it was Josh Dobbs dove for a first down. And they signaled a first down. It was a bang-bang play. 
And then upon review, it was like determined that he was like yeah. half an inch short uh, yeah. of the goal, like, uh, short of the no. line to gain. And they well. changed it, made it a fourth down. It's like, do we really need to do that? You know what I mean? I, like I, it was half an inch away from being a first down, I think. And it's like, do we really need to spend like five minutes relitigating this play that like pretty clearly looked like a first down on like the first play? I think my favorite thing to watch now in the NFL, like my favorite subplot is watching refs just randomly spot the ball wherever they think it is. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's been, it yeah, is that's so been funny now. Like a crucial play. It's I like, do you remember, there was a Kadarius Tony catch on, on Monday night where he caught it. It kind of didn't look like he had the first down. It was a third and long ref comes up, spots it, makes it a first down. And you're just like, dude, I watched this at home and I knew it wasn't a first down. <laughs> Buck and Aikman watched the replay and said, I don't think this is a first down. And the ref just plops it like half a yard too far. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's incredible that this is like the most popular sport in the world. Just no shot at figuring out where yeah. the hell the ball is. Dude, the greatest game ever played, which was like a Giants Colts, like a championship game, I think before the Super Bowl era, the whole game hinged on a fourth down where they, they couldn't get the spot. And they just, the ref, what happened was the ref marked the spot with his foot. And then he forgot that he marked it with his toes, but he ended up putting it by his heel because he forgot which part of the foot he used to keep track of the spot. And like, we haven't actually made that much progress since then. Like, you know what else is funny when the refs just throw their hats because they're out of flags. Like, this is our system. You know what I mean? I also think yeah. it's funny when you when they're doing the measurements with the chain and like the stick, the ball, the, the tip of the ball is off the ground, right? Like when they put it on the ground. And so they have to make sure that they have the stick like at a perfect 90 degree angle to determine whether it's like, this is ridiculous. You see Dude, what we're doing? Although Do nothing will, like how, what are we doing here? Nothing will ever top when Gene Sterator <laughs> took out the paper note card to be like, see, there's space. Between it's like the you balls. could like you move that? the stick slightly to like, not, you know what I mean? Like not 90 degree angle here. And it'd be like a different thing. It's like, come on, what are we doing here? This is so ridiculous. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is like, Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm going to fix my Achilles in three months. And then (laughs) it's chains. Oh my God. It's what a weird, what a weird in between we are. All right, whatever. whatever, What's next here? Yeah. We disrespected Tom Tom here. Next one. DK, you have here that you're not thankful for almost the entire second and third round of fantasy drafts. I'm in danger of reading off a bunch of lists, but basically there's 24 picks in the second and third round, right? I would say three players from those rounds, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts, people are very happy with. Um, Other than that, you got guys like Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, uh, Derrick Henry, Dante Adams, Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Olave, Najee, Devante, Ramondre Stevenson. Like the list goes on. Almost every single one of those picks in the second and third rounds, this is according to ADP. Um, is supremely or moderately disappointing. Like, just has not lived up even remotely close to what we thought they would be. This was the year for auction drafts, and it was the year for Stars and Scrubs. You wanted two players in the first round. Like, you wanted Christian McCaffrey and Tyree Kill, and then a bunch, like a Brandon Ayuk or two, and then just Adam Thielen for two bucks, Raheem Mostert for two bucks, and it was like a giant argument against snake drafts. I look at some of the best teams in my leagues, and it's all guys from the waiver wire. You know what I mean? It's Puka Nakua. It's a Tank Dell. There's just a there it, for whatever reason. This has been the great a great year for like people that really capitalize on the waiver wire can be doing really well in their leagues because there's so many disappointing early round picks. Can I just say, for all the shit that Josh Allen has taken this year and for how bad everybody thinks the Bills are now, the fact that he's still just the QB1 in fantasy <laughs> is is pretty wild. And honestly, yeah. it's by a wide margin. He's like 25 points ahead of any other quarterback. <laughs> it's like a full game better than every other quarterback. Yeah. It's weird, too, because, I mean, 
The offense has played well. I, 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 Craig, I love when you were like Stefan Diggs, like throw me the ball, and you're like, dude, you're like top four in targets, buddy. Like I don't know. He's what you number want from one. You, he leads the league in targets. <laughs> there you go. It's like all right, I don't know what you want. But other than that, it's like man, Gabe Davis has just been brutal, and there's so much about that offense that's doing fun. He's doing his job. Yeah, I don't know. He's Josh Allen. He's being Josh Allen. The whole defense is hurt. They're blowing games. I think he's been fine. Uh, he leads the league in picks, but Matt Stafford led the league in picks. They won the Super Bowl, so it's fine. Also, Josh Allen's always, he's never been, you know, the most conservative guy with the ball. It's like, that, that stuff has variance. I feel like it goes up and down. Some week, some years he'll have a little bit more interceptions than he should. Some he'll have a little bit less. Like, this is who Josh Allen is. and We can't fault him for it now. Next up here, my last one. I, I put injuries as my last thing I'm not thankful yeah. for. And obviously, there are injuries every year. DK already ticked off all the quarterbacks who've been hurt. You ticked off the backups, but obviously, I mean, quarterbacks have been hurt. You know, Joe Burrow's been hurt. Justin Fields has been hurt. Matt Stafford's been Kirk. hurt. There's so many injuries that have happened. You know, Jake Dobbins. Yeah. yeah. Richard Rodgers, obviously, on the first quarter. Danny Dimes. <sighs> yeah. That doesn't really matter to me, just, to be honest. Well, thanks, DK. <laughs> thanks. The only it's just the only one with an actually serious injury, but no, no, I mean from a fantasy point of view, isn't it funny that all the guys who get sacked a lot, like like Sam Howell's not hurt, Kenny Pickett's not hurt, I don't know, Zach Wilson wasn't being sacked a little bit. Uh, Zach Wilson's just limber, you know what I mean? He's just like baby bones, I don't know. But I think that the thing with injuries, this kind of goes with what DK was just saying about the second third round. I think what's strange is so I'm home for Thanksgiving and my uh, sister in law's. Father asked me, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? And like, without even thinking, blinking, I was like, I don't know. There's six or seven good teams and whichever one of those 21 starters left in the Super Bowl, that one's going to make it. And like, that really is the answer. I'm like, I have no idea. But the last seven years, the six teams who made it are the Bengals Rams game. Like last year, Eagles Chiefs. It's like they have 20 or 21 starters left. That's it. Right. And I'm realizing that's kind of just how fantasy works, too, because I was thinking what's so funny is that even if you oh, actually totally. preseason were given perfect knowledge of what was going to happen, like just skill wise, like, oh, great. I'll grab Devon Achan and Anthony Richardson. I might get the number one quarterback and the number one running back outside the top 100 players again for a dollar in my league. And then just instantly hurt. And it's like it really is the same thing in fantasy. It's like there are three good teams in a fantasy league. And then the team that just has the healthiest good players usually makes it. And then sometimes you lose to a random team that has a good week. But it's it's just, it, especially now that the fantasy championships are one week, not two, because the buys go to week 14. It's even more random. This is how Heifetz rationalizes why his fantasy team sucks to his friends. When they're like, dude, don't you host a fantasy football podcast? And he's like, look, it's all because of injuries, all right? It's luck. <laughs> Can I tell you it's actually the other way and that I actually have a couple teams hanging on where I completely blew some drafts because of like the Jalen Waddles of the world. But I'm just like, oh yeah, but like, you know, I have Puka Dakua, just total luck. And I'm like, okay, cool. Inju- injury- Injuries have always been a part of the game. This is just a part of football. I get that. But doesn't it feel like they're just making up new injuries these days? I, I feel like we've gotten totally... I've never heard of some of these injuries before, like the last couple of years. You like, don't know about the Sean Watson's glenoid? You've never heard of the glenoid, DK? <laughs> Do you like think they're that's making like, up new injuries? Is that because we're like we're more advanced medically now? And back in the day, we used to just be like shoulder hurt. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that's <laughs> think, it. But like what like what was the finger injury? Mallet finger? And then like mallet five, finger. five uh, guys yeah, mallet got mallet. I've never heard of mallet finger before in my life. And then like it sounds like a World War One trench disease. It does. It does. <laughs> like I mean, I, obviously, I'm. I got trench foot and mallet finger. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I understand. Craig's right. It's it's more just specific now. But like, man, it is frustrating. It's it, it does feel like 
it's gone beyond what we've ever had before. It, there's been a lot of stuff this year. I mean, the Nick Chubb injury feels like it was two years ago. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Thanks for bringing that up, Craig. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> remember Nick Chubb? They didn't even show that replay. That was like the first time in a while. when I, I remember Buck, Eric Aikman, they were just like, yeah, we're not showing that. Yeah. Dude, I remember the, st- well, you remember hearing the gasp of the crowd? Like it was in yeah. Pittsburgh, I think. And it was like, just the crowd was just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal sport. Oh, what a great way. To, yeah. Not thankful for injuries. Uh, anyway, right, Jerome a- Ford hasn't even been that good. I just love the it's, way people. It's been pretty like, good. Actually, I just love how it's like this, the, like the first or second thought in like a lot of people's minds when Nick Chubb got mm, hurt because of stupid things. Football up? was like, mm, should I get your dude? I, it is the Tim Robinson. Like, I got to make money on this. Got to figure it out. But <laughs> just immediately, also, Justin Jefferson uh, tweeting today, like, "Hey, I don't care about your fantasy team. I'm going to come back when I'm totally healthy." And I'm so torn on that because part of me is like, look, <laughs> I'm torn on that. No, I not don't, know if, I agree. I don't should... know if I agree with him. I don't know, Justin. My team <laughs> I'm, really of two, to... I'm of two minds on this. Yeah, okay. uh, no, but I'm, t- I'm torn because look, if you're like, don't contact players and tell them. I think that it's like, it's totally fine. <laughs> the same way you root for a team to be mad at Tommy DeVito or fantasy wise, the same. You can be mad at a player or whatever. Don't like contact the player. That's right. kind of weird to me. Like, like breaking the fourth wall or whatever. It's like you yeah, can yell like, yell into the void all you want about something. Yeah. Don't that, at don't at a player or email them or send them a letter or something weird. I I, I it's it's the internet. Send it's complicated. Like I think <laughs> exactly. I think it's weird. I think it's fine to like be like uh, Tommy DeVito, like whatever. I think it's just weird to at them or DM them. Yes. But I, the flip side weird. is I can't imagine checking my DMs and being like a, a player, like Marquez Valdez Scantling dropping that pass on Monday night. And then like, I, why would you go through your DMs and read? They're just babes in the wood. Like Tommy DeVito, he hasn't been around long enough to know not to check your mentions. Well, you know, he's that's probably like, got like a normal amount of followers on Twitter because he hasn't been famous for like more than a few weeks. And I wanted to ask Craig about this because Craig, I feel like you're, you're, you have good thoughts on like, I don't know you're a savvy person with like the weirdness of what social media has done. But I feel bad for these kids who are like, like Evan Neal for the giants who are just all the, we're all addicted to our phones. We've grown up. Unlike DK, we have no sense of identity without the uh, meaningless affirmation of our peers <laughs> constantly at all times with Instagram just likes and dopamine whatever. dopamine hits. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel bad for Evan Neal is the right tackle of the giants. He's not playing well. And in the past, my father would have just been like, Evan Neal, why did we draft him? But now it's kids just DMing him. And Evan Neal, just like his whole life, everything's been good. His whole life, he on high, in high school, in college, in Alabama, he's always been good at everything. So you check and you're, you play the game, you win the game, and then you check. You're like, wow, look at all these people love me. And then they're just thrown into a world where you play for the Giants, you're awful, the team's awful, and now like this source of like dopamine. And now it's just people hating you. And it must be so weird for these younger, like, these younger players who are just receiving negative feedback for the first time in their entire life. Yeah, I think I think mentally it's probably harder than ever to be an athlete. I mean, I think about if Michael Jordan had social media, how much like <laughs> harder that would be for that guy. I mean, Kevin Durant was my first exposure to it where I was like, wow, th- like this guy is the best basketball player in the world. And he's just like up at 2 a.m. scrolling Twitter, responding to haters. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I'm like CJ McCollum, McCollum like responded I'm trying Jennifer to say yeah. Yeah. she's like hey win a trophy or win a championship or whatever he's like I'm trying 
you know these guys are online all the time. It's like somebody yeah. like Jordan Poole, who's just been getting destroyed on social media for the, the first month of the NBA season. I don't know how you can avoid that. I mean, I feel bad if somebody tweets that they hate the Ringer Fantasy Football Show so, once in a while. I'm like, God, if I was an NFL athlete, yeah. and, and if I'm Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Justin Watson, you know, getting destroyed by everybody except Jackie's mom... That's tough, man. I I don't know how you get out. Of, I don't know how, how you get through that. It's too easy. It's it's too easy to communicate these days. Like people have a direct line to these to these players' ears. Well, it's brain, why you know. There's a lot of celebrities now who are like boycotting social media. There's like actors who are just like completely off. Like Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence. Like they don't do social media. Will Ferrell just doesn't do social media. I think yeah. like if if I were an athlete, I, I would probably do my best to just completely stay off of it. I think it's hard because there is a feeling that you have to be on there to like build your brand and you're missing a huge opportunity to do that. And when you delete an app, you just use the other apps on your phone. Like you delete Instagram, just go back to Facebook for the first time. You know what's funny though? Do you guys have any friends who have deleted Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or something? Every single friend I have who does that has the most glowing like review of of that experience. Like my, my friend deleted TikTok. I'm like, how's it been? He's like, it's been amazing. I'm not on my phone that much anymore. Or (laughs) somebody's like, Oh, I deleted Instagram. Like I don't miss it at all. And I'm like, God, I, (laughs) there's something to that. Everything you need to know, everything you need to know about social media is that the people who make Instagram, like the developers at the people at the companies who make these things, send their kids to schools where they teach their kids to like grow plants and there are no iPads 100%. or phones or screens in the schools and everything's with paper and ink and they teach them how to farm. This is a small thing, but like, I think when I think of this, I'm 41 years old, obviously I know I sound like an old when I do this, but like the good old days was when I would get news in like a newspaper the next day. You know what I mean? Like I miss, <laughs> I miss not have, I miss having the ability to not care what's happening at every moment of every day. Does that make sense to you? Like with Twitter, you can see what's happening in real time around the world at all times. Yeah. And I'm just Dude, like, I just want to go back to the yeah. day when I'm like, I'll read what's happening in the world tomorrow. You know what I mean? Dude, push notifications used to be for like when someone important died. Right. And now it's that like whenever like Elon Rogers tweets. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. It's right, also, anyway. there's so much that you have to keep in your head. It's impossible. You're basically like remembering facts for like 24 hours and then it has to exit your brain before the next wave <laughs> of information comes. So you're, you're like reciting things at parties to friends that you read or listened to that day. But a week from now, you'll have completely forgotten it because there's been, you know, seven more days of, of information crammed into your brain every week. There's just like, we're way too overstimulated. The only things I know about this year is that like baby Gronk raised up Livy and the Queen of England died. That's all I retain. I don't know anything else that happened this year. Oh, God. All right, I guess I'm going to read some emails. Louis the Queen now. All right, we have an important fantasy court from George. All right. George. Judge A. Incredible email subject line. It was just all caps, drunk CMC trade deadline. Mm. Catches the eye. We've, uh, George writes, on Saturday night at about 11 p.m. Eastern time, the team with the least points for an 11th place traded away Christian McCaffrey for Puka Nakua, Jalen Warren, and Raheem Mostert to the team with the most points is in second place. Half the league was out together at a, uh, drinking for someone's birthday. We're all drinking. We're pretty drunk. And that was the time the trade was negotiated and accepted. We generally just don't veto trades in this league. We're like, you know, laissez-faire. They're like, it's year to year. There are almost no trades that are ever agreed to, let alone the number one fantasy player at the deadline. And never mind this dramatic and drunk of fashion. And this, the George writes he's biased because he's in first place. But 
because he's in first place, he decided to take a video of how drunk the guy was. And George writes, oh, so this leaf blower. So I have no idea if you right that. Anyway, oh, wolf. <laughs> Zoinks, whatever. That's how drunk George was. Just pretend it's buzz at a bar. George writes, I opened my phone, took a video of the guy who just traded Christian McCaffrey to my rival, who is currently spilling beer all over his shirt and was dancing very poorly to the song, the Gasolina song. I send it to the fantasy group chat. (laughs) I send it to the fantasy group chat and write, this is the man who just traded Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't even know his own name right now. Knowing that this would blow up the group chat, the group chat then explodes, causes chaos on the sleeper app at midnight on a Saturday. League is in disarray. And he, and he says, I, we need the fantasy court to alleviate some concerns. Who is right? Who is wrong? And also what are they talking about in the gasolina song? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a perfect visual. I don't know why, but that's the perfect song to visualize like a drunk ass dancing at a bar. I like that we always talk about. Um, I like we always talk about like whether a trade is in good faith or not, but we, we we've never talked about yeah. What if you just trade make a somewhat fair trade when you're like blackout drunk? I know. I was gonna say this trade isn't bad. This trade is a relatively fair trade. Right. Right. So what the, they, the question is like, is it? kosher to make a trade when you're that drunk do you need to do you need to remember the trade for it to be fair (laughs) (laughs) if you wake up and didn't know you did that like is that like a fair trade also there's some some, like you're manipulating a drunk person sure sure look the the sober mind in me says that the next morning the commissioner should basically (laughs) run this trade by these two again and make sure they're okay with it I think, how do you feel about the guy being like in this league where they don't veto trades being like, I'm just going to take a video, stir the pot here and see if I can get this trade vetoed because I don't want this new person to have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's like the, that's like a little finger move right there. Yeah. Look, um, he's just gathering evidence, all right? It's for discovery. He's documenting. I love that he was Gasolina. I think also Gasolina, what they're talking about is. I mean, it's, it's in not, Spanish, so I don't know. Well, it's not Gasoline. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Is that right? I don't. I have well, no idea word, what that song is about. The word is gasoline, but it's not meant in the same. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's metaphor. A, it's a metaphor for what? For, it's, let's just call it uh, some Harry Potter shooting Patronuses. That's what mm. we'll call. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that? So, I okay. actually didn't know that. That's good. Sex. to believe. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because right, I, I first encountered Gasolina on um, I think it was the Now CD, like eight. It's like Kids Bop before Kids Bop. They had the Now CDs. You remember those? Now Craig? that's what I call music. Yeah. Now that's what I call music. That was it. They had Gasolina, which in retrospect is wild. That song was there. That's good to know. I'll take that off my Thanksgiving family playlist. <laughs> I'm Googling Gasolina translated. <laughs> this is where we are. Um, and it's making I think the trade stands and... Um, oh, you think it stands? Uh, you, but do you think the commissioner should, should, in the sober light of day, run this trade back uh, like... Pass the two guys again? Yeah, I guess they should. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Basically, you have to call George. No, not George. Call the drunk guy and be like, hey, man, do you literally remember the trade you made last night? If he says no, like you're going to have to run it by him again. (laughs) But does he get to do it then? Because the deadline's passed. If he's like, yeah, sure, sounds good. Like, can he renege? Look, you can still make trades happen post deadline. You can do like the ad drop thing on the waiver wire and make that work. I think you should run it past them again, personally. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too. Yes. Although I think it's a fair trade. Puka, Jalen Warner, Raheem Mostert is not the worst thing. Three for one? Yeah, especially if you're a last place team. I kind of get it. Also, I mean, Devon Achan just got hurt, so Raheem Mostert is looking a lot better now. 
Right. So I was going to say, it's not like at all crazy to think that this guy who's trying to like little finger this trade, actually Raheem Oster outscores Christian McCaffrey in like the playoffs. Then you just have Puka and Jalen Warren. I kind of almost think like it's fine. All right. There you go. It stands. And um, all right. Gasolina. Couple other emails here. Pending ratification by both parties. Pending ratification by both parties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got an email from David. David. He wrote, Kobe Bryant chose number 24 in part because he wanted to be better than Michael Jordan, who wore 23. Do we think Brock Purdy chose the number 13 because he wanted to be better than Tom Brady, who wore number 12? Wow. Wow. It's already working. This is why 49ers fans would not take Brady over Purdy. They knew something that we didn't. That kind of changed everything. I'm not going to lie. It's basically what my takeaway is. Subconscious. We've been talking about whether Brock Purdy is the next Brady and Brock Purdy is actually the next Kobe Brady combo. That's pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah, who's better? Who's better at their given sport, Purdy or, or Kobe? It's probably Toss dead up. even. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we got Pat a guy from Lucas. Luke. Lucas. Big Patrick Mahomes underwear update. Lucas wanted to say Mahomes cleared up in a press conference um, that Mahomes does not wear the underwear he doesn't wash during the games. He wears the underwear he doesn't wash to and from the game, not during. What? So, <laughs> right? I didn't know what to make of that. What? Uh, Okay, so it's less sweaty than we expected. So yeah, he like I mean, for sure. So he like takes a shower before the game, and then he gets in his clean in this in his lucky underwear, drives to the game, gets to the locker room, changes into a fresh pair for of game ready underwear, then finishes the game, showers, and puts the old lucky underwear back on and drives home. Yes, that is yes, that's weird. Mind you, his wife gave him the underwear, which is the impetus for all this. Playing in it is the key component to like. I agree. Is it lucky a... underwear if you're just sitting in your car? <laughs> it's like you have that underwear already. Like, what? Why does wearing it matter if you're going to the game? You know what? I think he's lying. <laughs> I, that's where I was going. Up. I was wondering if we think he's if he doesn't want people to know that, or if he just this, does it to tell his wife. Like, hey, this is a flimsy, lame excuse that it feels like he just came up with on the fly. He's like, no, no, I, I, I just wear it to and from the game. Do you think that he told? uh, Yeah, I don't. Do you think that his wife would be angrier if she thought he was wearing them and he wasn't, or that his wife would be like happy that he hasn't been like this gross pair of underwear? I don't know. I hope she'd be happier if she found out he wasn't wearing the same pair of underwear for eleven weeks. Wild. Anyway, all we know is we washed. He washed them today, so thank God. Also, by the way, someone (laughs) tweeted. Someone tweeted at me my guess of however many hours I guessed it was like two thousand or something like that. No. I think you get 15,000, yeah. Yeah, 15,000 hours is approximately two years, I was told. <laughs> so I was, I, I overguessed there a little bit. I was like accounting for bye weeks and maybe like the changing of seasons. I think you know. two years is like a little pandemic Lovato you accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the longest winning streak in sports is. Like, like Gino Ariema, the coach of UConn's women's oh, yeah. basketball team. Like, if he didn't wash his underwear, I mean, he actually might have gone two years. Oh, that's good. That's what the Napoleon movie's about. <laughs> I'll be home in three days. Don't wash. Didn't watch, didn't watch that uniform till Russia. I don't know. Um, all right. Also, this is the most important part of the show. I don't always say it for so long. We got a lot of emails. So, Craig, you want to summarize the um, bar idea we came up with? Because we were talking about how they, we got an email for a bar that if you're pe- like dudes were all in the bar in the bathroom because they the urinals, you could pee and like there were touch sensors in the urinals. So you could like play space invaders, but shoot the aliens with your piss. And yeah. all the dudes were doing that. We were saying we should just serve the beer in the bathroom, to which Craig, yeah. you said we should just make the bathroom into a bar itself. 
Yeah, dudes love hanging out in bathrooms. Like we all we spend more time in bathrooms than we do anywhere else. We love sitting on the toilet on our phones. Like, it, why, why not just merge it? Just completely merge it. Just make the bathroom <laughs> and the bar the same thing. I mean, I can so, think of a reason or two. Craig uh, came up with a reason for a gentleman's club that was just instead of like you know whatever goes on there, just like just just a bunch of urinals and video games, big bathroom. Yeah. So we had ideas for you know the gentleman's piss club. <laughs> we <laughs> that, that's what it's called. We don't need any other names. We already uh, named we, it. It's there were two it's names thrown out, club. which was gentleman's do we call it piss club? A lot of people said we should call it the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. Or yeah. do we call it the bath pub? Bath pub is the answer, but I still like gentleman's piss club. <laughs> Gentleman's Piss Club. Bath Pub is the best pun, but Gentleman's Piss Club. It's got to be gentlemen. Only gentlemen allowed here. Gentleman's Piss Club. High class. Dude, imagine every bar stool is just a toilet and there's TVs everywhere. (laughs) There's heated seats throughout. Heated seats? Yeah. Have you ever sat on a toilet, a heated toilet seat? It's euphoric. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hate that. I hate that a lot. No, it's nice. I like man. I Let like a car you. seat, like the heated car seats. Though, wow, I can't imagine. Well, How that does makes, that work? This uh, I, the heated car seats make you feel like you pissed your pants, which is they do. Is, it all ma- ma- like matches up here. You ever had a double I check? What did you say? <laughs> you ever had, had a double, double check? check? I went to London uh, earlier this year, and for the first time, I experienced a heated toilet seat and a bidet in the same. Oh my god! In the, the same bathroom, and I was like, "Look, man, this is the pinnacle of of luxury." I, it's wild that we don't have bidets in this pinnacle country. Pinnacle of luxury. Bidets are a life-changing experience. It is it is one of the most stubborn, ignorant things we do is not adopt the bidet in America. Dude, <laughs> the best argument in the world is everyone with a bidet is just like, look, if you got if you were like picking up your dog shit and you like got a little dog shit on your wrist, would you yeah. just like wipe that off with a paper towel and be like, I'm good? <laughs> no. And you soap and water like a person. It's great. Also, the the it, it was warm. The water was warm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just the settings. You, the bidet uh, bar, just like make it happen. The gentleman's piss club with bidets everywhere. You got TVs. Everything's heated. Oh my god! I can't I like imagine the how this place would smell. We need a lot of TVs too. This is good because it's also a sports bar. Because now yeah. everything's like, oh, you can do axe throwing or like you know, oh, like what, it's, kind, of, it's what like, kind of food are you thinking here, Craig? <laughs> I, I'm going no food. I'm going no food. I hope to God that's what the way I think there's a food truck good. outside. I think that's where we're <laughs> That's good. That's a really, that's great because that saves you a lot of red tape with getting the license for the food. Gluten, gluten-free and dairy-free <laughs> only. The, this, we're we're going to need to, we're, we're going to need to uh, figure out the smell. We're going well, no, to need to kind of technologically oh, yeah. advance to, to figure out the smell. Jasmine. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know if there's enough candles in the world, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) The ventilation will have to be state of the art, right? Yeah, we need it like they have it. You know, like like in airplanes. You know, all those like a HEPA filter, like a gigantic HEPA filter. It's all like filtered, like fake air getting cycled through. (laughs) We got this this all figured out. I I personally don't want to go to this bar. Yes, you you check it out. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, you, you do. You have a child. It's the only place you get peace and quiet. It's in your bathroom. You know what sucks is when you're at a bar and there's a big line for the bathroom. Not anymore. Not at the gentleman's piss club. <laughs> <laughs> gentleman's. I, like, we've gone full circle. To me, gentleman's piss club is the right answer for the name. It is. 
<laughs> we don't have to have a pun. We did, the also, gentleman's wait, piss club. I sent you guys something. Scroll down. We got an email from um, Real who sent a picture at PNC Park. There's a bar there in Pittsburgh near PNC Park. Where there's actually, it says men's only bar with latrine, and it was just actually like it, the the bar was also a like a oh, it's like, like wow, a, it's like a, a gutter. Bar. You just pissed down like, the bar, just in the bar. That they actually had this a hundred years ago, it's from 1904, I think. This is you before think? they had any air circulation in any building. <laughs> no circulation. Think about how Here, humid it would be in there. Here's how you fix this. I just I just thought of a uh, like a like a, a quick fix for the smell situation. I think going number two <laughs> should still be in a designated private bathroom area. So in the right. gentleman's piss club, yeah. the toilets to go number two are still in like a traditional bathroom, but it's peeing that you could just do wherever. <laughs> I'm glad that you said right. that. This makes you feel slightly it's better. Like, yeah. At a bar, peeing is the, is is the biggest issue. It's like it, it is not that it's not super common that you need to take like a, a you know a massive dump at a bar when you're drinking beer all day. It's always like, yeah. oh my god, I've had ten beers, I got to pee ten times. Yeah, if you got to take a dump at a bar, it's like the worst day of your life. Because you don't buy beer, you rent. Beer. Oh yeah, oh my god, like you've yeah. made some bad decisions prior to that evening. Yes. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's the fix there. The gentleman's it's the gentleman's piss club. It's not the gentleman's shit club. I got to regulate this, Craig. Like a bouncer. What That's what the bouncers are for. <laughs> what am I like regulating? Bar, Security. And, yeah. Yeah. Emails are ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you would like to get on the ground floor of this here <laughs> business and just we can discuss seating and investment packages and all these things, you know. So if you're interested, you know, or have experience, you know, owning Dude, bars, let us know. The, the merch, the merchandise possibilities. Imagine those oh shirts. Oh my God. That actually probably would work really well. All right. That's where you Thank make you, most DK. your money. We, we're giving away too much stuff here. Uh, yeah. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack, for up behind the scenes. Thank you, Tucker, for um, not suggesting we get fired um, for all the stuff we just talked about. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Kiss. Oh, Kiss. Uh, uh, butt rock, right? I'm still not over <laughs> Kiss being butt rock. I don't get that. Well, some people would say that it's not. But there's very loose definitions of what butt rock is. Uh, I just was thinking of piss and kiss came up in my head. Those go together um, in your? They're very similar. They have one different letter. Oh, they the rhyme. Book. Oh, I get it. Right. Did Took you guys see that somebody tweeted us saying that uh, they posted, a, 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 I think this is a DM conversation or a text conversation. Anyway, they sent the screenshot and somebody sent, it says, ringer related thing I was going to tell you. I was in church recently and the guy said, thank you, Lord, and left a little pause. <laughs> and in my head, I definitely said, Lord, in a Craig voice. <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you, Lord. <laughs> they should do that in uh, churches now. It's good. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. Sweeping the nation. Craig, whenever you're not on the show and Hyphen says, thank you, Lord, I'm like, it's some, something really important is missing here. Just you just echo, like the callback. Lord. Yeah, man. It's like a bathroom without a place to piss. <laughs> it's like a bar without a place to piss. All right, goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit one 800 gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.